When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Episode 29 of It's 5 O'Clock Somewhere. I'm Alexandra Wyman. And I'm Anna Gazetti. And we are the Russian Sisters. Privet. Privet. Thanks for joining us. That's Spasiba. For joining us for another episode. <laughs> what? It's not Spanglish. It's r- Russish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've tried before. Englishian. English. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. Um, hey, today we are toasting September birthdays. Yeah. Not the birthdays, well, but the people who have them. Too. There are some anniversaries, pretty big ones. Yeah. Our parents. Yeah. And I'm yeah. sure other people too <laughs> in the month <laughs> yeah. of September. Yeah. But our parents is probably the big one we, we want to recognize. Yeah. And then all you lovely people with September birthdays. Okay, you know what I'm going to ask you if we're if we're cheers in September birthdays. What are you asking me? What sign? Oh, yours. I must uh, have known that you were going to ask because I did look. Happy birthday, everyone! All you Virgos and Libras. Oh, Virgo and Libra. I did look that up. Nice. Yeah. All right. I'm glad you asked. Yeah. That's fun. Um. Hey, September means moving into fall. And I know you mentioned mm-hmm. this the last episode, but um, we we wanted to bring up again how much Ricky is pumped about um, pumpkin spice. Oh yeah, things. Um, and the other day when it was released at Schmar Schmucks, it was the twenty fourth okay. of August. It was a Tuesday. Rickerford reports he wore a sweater to school and to commemorate. What was- what was the weather that day? It was 90 degrees. Oh, did you wear shorts? No, pants. Oh, pants and, and a sweater. And his sweater because okay. he wanted to be in the fall spirit. Did you blast your AC so that you could feel a little cooler? Okay. That's yes. a yes. He was very hot in his sweater and long pants. Okay. And while he was drinking his hot beverages, mm. but he really enjoyed them. Yeah, so we'll get some pumpkin spice. I'm that is not my thing. I'm not, not my a big thing either. Fan of the pumpkin spice. You said there's an apple crisp something. Apple crisp macchiato. Apple crisp macchiato. So if peppermint syrup is still out, then uh, maybe I'll try the apple crisp macchiato. It sounds kind of tasty, except for the coffee part. <laughs> <laughs> Could I have that whole thing except with <laughs> without Can you just coffee? Pour and the sugary you, syrup. I was gonna say they just give you like the kids cup Blah. with mm-hmm. with an inch just of syrup. Syrup? No. Ugh. Yeah. I'll have an apple. Maybe I'll <laughs> have an apple with peanut butter instead. That's funny. Candy apples. Mm-hmm. I used to like those, except they the, they get stuck to my teeth. I feel like they break your teeth. They do. And I never broke caramel a tooth, apples. That's such a fall thing too. Mm. Do you say caramel? Caramel. Caramel. Caramel apples. Caramel. You do. Do you caramel say crayons or crayons? What is the option? Crayons or crayons? Crayon. Mm. Crayon. Like as if it's like one milk syllable. or milk. Pillow or pillow. P- I know. Syrup, syrup or syrup. 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 I've never heard syrup. 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 
Syrup? I did hear a oh. thing. Um, it was really funny. Um, our brother showed me a video of this guy kind of doing a spoof about things of Colorado. And something I didn't realize we do is if you live here, you, you tend to say Colorado, not mm. Colorado. Mm. Mm-hmm. Colorado. Colorado. And then after I watched it, I was like, oh, yeah, I do say Colorado. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. I've noticed people who are born and raised here say major. We need to measure this. Hmm. The word for now all you other people is Now I want measure. to intentionally create a situation in a conversation where someone has to say that word so mm-hmm. I can hear how they pronounce it. Measure. Hey, it's could you come over here and... It's especially like I've heard it more on the Eastern Plains. Oh. Major. Or major. if you come from the Eastern Plains. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'll have to look it up. Of look it up. I'm Colorado. Rick Rickerford is looking something up or texting. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Yeah. So as we like to do at the beginning of a month um, is discuss some of our month-long observances so we know what kind of um, taste tests we're going to be doing or what kind of mm-hmm. flights we'll be drinking this month. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Um, so... There are a lot of cancer-related month-long observances in September. Um, So, yes, there's just general cancer awareness, Mm. um, leukemia and lymphoma awareness, ovarian awareness, thyroid. And they're all different color ribbons. Awareness, yes. Uh Um, And then gynecological cancer awareness. So a lot of cancer awareness is in the month of September. Um, so we just honor people who have cancer, have had cancer, have fought through, survived those who didn't. Um, we just honor you. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like September is kind of a heavy month. September is a heavy month and I, right. So sensitivity alert, September is also suicide prevention month. Yep. It (laughs) sure is. And, um, well, we just... It's not celebrate isn't the right word. Honored, remembered. We just had the year anniversary. We did. It's been a year since Sean passed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of crazy. But we did really well with it. I know I realized I was like, oh, I kind of forgot that I should probably address that. But it honestly, it went really well. And when I had people who were checking in on us to see how we were doing, um, my main thing is I, I think I was probably doing a lot better than than a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And here's why. Don't know. Before y'all get all up in arms, hear me out. Um, because I I have to deal with his death daily. Mm-hmm. It's it's not something that I'm, you know, struck by or my day is completely dictated by, but his absence is something that I deal with daily. And so and weekly I'm I'm having to work through any sort of feelings that come up and Um, and I go to my resources in order to do that. So meaning journaling, therapy, friends, I have support groups, all of that. So I think when the time came, I'm grateful that it wasn't as jarring as I've heard other Mm -hmm. people's experiences are. Um, I think I'm grateful that we made it a year. And I also shifted my perspective in that, uh, you know, at that point in time, it was 365 days since the worst day of my life. Um, and also it was 360 days that I made it past the worst day of my life. And Mm -hmm. so then it became 366 and 367 and you just take it a day at a time, but to see how far I've grown and the healing I've been able to do in that amount of time. And it's been a very, very hard, hard, process but necessary process and so 
um, by the time it came around, I was actually feeling really, actually really good. And it was a peaceful day. I got to go to the cemetery. Um, we went as, as a family, um, when Marie bolts, which was huge because our nieces had not been, Mm -hmm. and that was a big deal that they were actually willing to go. And you can just see the healing that they've gone through. Um, and then to just spend time with family. So it was really nice. And I, I will be honest, I have conflicting feelings around suicide awareness and suicide prevention. Um, so I'm still trying to navigate all of that because I think a lot of the rhetoric that is shared um, is not, in my opinion, is not always the most accurate or most helpful. So, but I think it is something that needs to be uh, talked about and shared more and that people actually have conversations. There's no shame in this, no shame at all. And it's people's personal projections about their own feelings in regards to this that I think kind of dictate or, or murk, murk up. I, obviously my word finding is fantastic, but kind of influence how we, how we view it. But anyway, so we made it and, and we'll see how, what happens with this with this month and and I've I have some friends who make it a point to to address this um, because they've lost loved ones to suicide and I find them remarkable and I think that's amazing. I'm just not not sure what I'm gonna do yet, if anything. Well, I think you said a couple of things that made me think of um, what I'm about to say. I think many times there are people who, when they lose someone, get. Um, stuck in the loss part. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what you have done is grown into the fact that your relationship with Sean has changed. And so whereas yeah. he was a, a living, breathing, physical person in front of you, now he's not. And so you just interact with him uh, in different ways now and that he's still always with you. And you remember him in, in different ways and interact with him in different ways. First, that that's number one. So when so when there's like that deep personal spouse or partner um, loss, it's I think that change in perspective or that shift has really helped you work through the grief and loss Absolutely. of your person. Mm-hmm. Second of all, when the loss is secondary or dare I say, tertiary. Oh, good for you. Mm -hmm. If it's out there, I think it's, as we have said, and even in the losses that we've experienced most recently, and there have been a lot of losses of people physically recently, it is, um, I don't know if easier is the right word, but I feel like it's just the natural progression where you're like, oh, this person has died. Now I go to this funeral. And then when I come back to my normal, I get back into the work groove and that loss isn't as, I'm not as impacted by that loss on the daily basis. And so I might think of that person on occasion or when I see a photograph or um, maybe I smell a smell or I see a favorite beverage. And then I think about that person. Whereas to your point, you're feeling that loss every day. Yeah. So for a lot of people, when the anniversary comes oh, up, yeah. they're like, Oh my God, this is major. This is like the time to remember <laughs> our person. And I'm not giggling because I, I, it's just counting. I mean, that's true. That happened. Quite I just, a bit. I think this is just 
normal or has been natural for a lot of people. Like, you know, you there's a lot of anticipation for the anniversary where, in fact, like you have been like, well, this is every day for me. I think about this person and I yeah. remember this person and I honor this person every single day. So for August 22nd to come up, it's, it's not just another day, but it's more like another day than this big worked up event yeah that we're going to be celebrating or honoring yeah and and i'll i'll say like part of my process they talk about anniversary reactions and please don't necessarily stop listening to us because we actually have other things to talk about that are more enjoyable um but as part of the process like anniversary reactions was something one of my therapists brought up and i was Mm -hmm. like i don't even know what this is or another one i heard are um grief bursts and i was like what are these things but they're just your body like you mentally might be going through but your subconscious your body your emotions might still bring up a reaction that you may not be aware of subconsciously so Mm -hmm. so it's very common to have those and i you know it's not to say that i just that it was just a day and i woke up and i was like oh it's flowers and and meadows no i mean i definitely had to go through my process of you know there were parts and again like i'm not going to share details but a reliving part of it or having to work through some of the things mm-hmm. that happened after um but the impact and the severity were not so intense that i was incapacitated on that particular mm-hmm. day but um so yeah and always feel free to reach out if any of you have questions or if you're feeling or if there is someone that you feel comfortable reaching out to or talking to um because there are options there are there are possibilities you're not broken and i say that like seriously like you're not broken and you're not alone you're not alone so um okay so thus endeth so there's portion there's yes that portion of this show moving on to other themes this month yeah Okay. There are a lot of foodie things. Ooh. Yeah. Which when I was reading each of them, I'm like, oof, you could probably put a, a dish together with most of these things and it might be quite tasty. Oh. Are you ready? It's a long list, so I'm okay. going to go through it. Yeah. First of all is um, National Bourbon Heritage Month. Oh, okay. Oh, you know, they do bourbon the bacon heritage. and bourbon. That's a whole other bacon. Bacon and bourbon festivals. Mm-hmm. Those are yummy. I probably would like the bacon part of that, mm. but probably not so much the, the bourbon, bourbon part. Yeah, I'm not really funny. a bourbon person. So, I mean, if you were like, hey, let's do a bourbon tasting since it's Bourbon Heritage Month, I'd be like, yeah. mm, I don't know if I want to do that. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think more, I, t- I think I mentioned this recently, like that I'm starting to contemplate again, going back to my vegetarianism. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So no bacon for you. Yeah. No, thanks. It's also California Wine Month, Ooh. and that's why I was looking at what wine I'm, I'm drinking. I'm drinking out mm. of a black box <laughs> <laughs> um, today, and it's the Cab Sauv, which actually is a Chilean wine, um, but I was looking at black box, and a lot of their wines are California wines um, from California grapes. Hablas Espanol. Mm. And so I, I'm like, oh, well, black box has California wine. So cheers. <laughs> there mm-hmm. you go. But California wine month. So we could do a California wine tasting thing. We could. That would be fun. There are lots to choose from. In fact, probably uh, most I of the wines we've had. Maybe this time I should go to the store. Oh. <laughs> That's like a dig on a couple of weeks ago when we did the beer tasting. I'm sure hey, y'all would remember. We talked about it that time. <laughs> we <laughs> sure did. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, when we were coming up with titles for that episode, I was like, gosh, the things that happen when we have a few sips of beer mm. or alcohol. All right. So here are the other nationals and I'm just going to name the foods. It's national chicken, month, honey, mushroom, 
Italian cheese, papaya, potato, rice, whole grains, and wild rice month. Do you think it's because of the change of season and we're yeah, farming? Uh, do you? I wonder. Oh. I wonder. But I'm like, can you imagine like a dish like yeah. with a wine sauce or something? Chicken, honey, mushroom, Italian cheese. Mm. Papaya would be interesting to throw in there. Potato yeah, like and a, rices. Like a chutney or a mm-hmm. salsa, yeah. papaya salsa. Maybe mm. maybe we'll do that. Maybe we'll like try and combine something and then eat that. And then we'll tell you how it went. <laughs> you go, I I am all on board to um cheer you on for that one. I imagine we could probably make a really tasty meal. I bet we could. Mm-hmm. What else you got? Um it's National Grandparents Day up and coming. So Oh, fun. Yeah. We'll have to do something for the grandparents. That's on the 13th. So yeah, cheers to, to grandparents. Make a note of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have your kids make things for their grandmas and grandpas. Yeah. Artsy things that they'll treasure forever. Mm, Photos. I like it. Anyway, that's it. Those are the, well, those are the monthly observances that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. No, I'm glad that you did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anything going on for you? Um, You know, I briefly wanted to tell you, have you ever really paid attention to children's stories? I read a lot of them. So when people say like, do you ever finish books? And I'm like, yeah, I do every night, four or five. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you've <laughs> written, like you've written a couple. I don't, uh, well, now I'm calling you out. I don't know if that's public knowledge. That I've written children's stories? Yes, they just haven't been published. Well, I haven't published them and I need an illustrator. Uh, and they're orthodox themed. Oh, are they? I don't think I knew mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they're for... I, I want them to be published for the Orthodox yeah. scene. Yeah. Well, that's kind of cool. I did not yeah. know that. Well, so Buddy started. So they're not as scary as the ones I think you're going to talk well, about. Well, it's just interesting, right? It's I kind hope. of like kid songs, right? When you, you're a kid, you sing them. And then when you learn the real meaning of how they com- came out, and then you're like, oh my gosh, that's awful. Like Ring Around the Rosie. Ring Around the Rosie, yeah. Right? That's a prime example. So Buddy started a little reading program. And even though he's at daycare, we I started calling it school because there's a Llama Llama book about... Um, Lama Lama going to school. And so we call it his school and, and, um, his daycare provider is great. And she does some curricula to kind of just help kids, you know, for safety, learn their names, people that they know, their family. And she meets the, what I like is that she kind of meets the kids where they are as far as their skill level. Mm-hmm. Um, cause she has kids of all different ages. And, so they do a reading program and we write down all the books that we read. And then at the end of this certain amount of time, um, he gets a free book and there are a couple books and I'm not trying to slam, right? Because I think it takes a lot of courage to produce and mm-hmm. put yourself out there and to get yourself published. I think that takes a lot. Yes. Um, I myself am writing a book and I'm hoping that I will make the right connection so I can publish it. So it takes a lot of courage. Yes. I think sometimes I look back at classic stories or think, and I'm going, Oh my gosh. So one of them is Mickey and the beanstalk. Yes. <laughs> and so, right. Which obviously I think we all know Jack and the beanstalk, but, and, and here I am like trying to do like fee five fill for me. And I'm like, boys smell like, yummy so i'm gonna put them in my tummy like what is this <laughs> cannibalism mickey like what is this happening there's mm-hmm. another one um and i'm not gonna say the name of it but uh you guys will probably know it by by how i describe it but this fish has really pretty um scales and people want his scales and he says no and so then they're like well we don't want to be your friend and so then he starts giving his scales away 
And then everyone's like, oh, okay, now we'll be your friend. What kind of messaging <laughs> is that? Now you're bribing people to be your friend and it's all like giving is the best way to have friends. And I'm like, it's okay to say no. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like not when I did, I was like, I can't, I can't teach buddy. Like you have to do what other people want you to do to have friends. Like that's just not. So I just wanted to hear. And I know, so a few, this is actually a long time ago. I was going to say a few years ago, but it's been what, like 10 years since I moved back here. Mm-hmm. And Anna was working at a middle school. It's I, 10 years this year. It is. Oh, boy. This is the longest I've lived anywhere consecutively. Wow. Yeah. Before here, I never lived anywhere more than five years. Wow. Yeah. So it's crazy. I've doubled my lifespan here. But Anna was working at a middle school and she got me a job there. And one of the things I had to do... Uh, uh, I put you up for the job. You got yourself oh, the job. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. Very true. I put your name in the hat. She did. And I'm very grateful that it worked out. I've made some really awesome friends and some good connections. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things I had to do was like help in the library. Mm-hmm. And so there were some books. Um, and I forget there was. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I'm like totally going to call this one out, you guys. And it's. But there. There were these kids who were talking about a book and they brought it to my attention and they were like, this book kind of makes us feel, um, we just, we just think it's not that great for middle school. And all I remember, I don't even remember like the page that I had you read, but all I remember is that it just kept talking about something being modeled, modeled. I remember, Do you remember that. This? And I was like, I don't think this is appropriate. Like it was, well, I didn't even know what the word meant at that time. We yes. had to look it up modeled. Yeah. And so my whole point is sometimes you look at these kids' books and we think, like, if they're in the young adult um, category or something, I think as adults, sometimes we don't always think about mm-hmm. our audience. We're like, this story sounds really great. And this giant is going to eat mm-hmm. boys. <laughs> and this it's fish a has to bribe, bribe kids. And I'm trying to think of... Hansel and Gretel. Yes. And, and, and I know like there are all these different versions, even Red Riding Hood. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, she's like breaking and entering. <laughs> like what? Mm-hmm. And then, and then she's the victim because <laughs> the bears want to come after her or like. That's Goldilocks. <laughs> oh, that's right. Little Red Riding Hood. You're right. Sorry. Goldilocks is what I meant. Obviously, I know them very well. <laughs> Wait. Little Red Riding Hood too. I think Coming you're onto here, something to though. Eat. I feel so, like we should write our own mix up of. Oh my gosh. We'll do a mashup. Well, was, there was another. Oh, Three Little Pigs, right? So I start. Buddy has this huge one. And I finally, I was like, I don't. And again, don't get me wrong, people. I think Buddy needs to. I'm not trying to censor messaging. I just feel like there's a timing for certain messaging. And so he, right? So Three Little Pigs and I open it up. And I mean, I was like. I want in your house and I'm going to blow it down. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, you don't want me in your space, but I'm going to come in your space anyway. anyway mm-hmm. Right. And so I was like, we're just going to put these in a place for later. It's not <laughs> really great for boundary setting. <laughs> right. I know. And all of these like, hmm, clear. And then I'm like, oh, no wonder I have issues. And just then we kidding. read them at nighttime right before I they know. go to bed. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. So luckily right now, like, no wonder he needs another hour to himself (laughs) to decompress (laughs) and re-pick the pug and keep the cat. Cause Uh he's like, I can't do this. That was too much mom. There are other, you know, there are other ones that are good, but I just, it just made me pause for a second. Cause you know, I'm like, Oh, we like the Mickey stories or we've talked about some of like the, 
the um relationship of how girls and boys are portrayed oh and boy. so he's got this one and the stories are great they're again mickey mouse stories and i tend to like those just because they do have like different animals and different mm-hmm. themes and stuff but one of them is like they they're um on a cowboy ranch and mickey really wants to be a cowboy and so he gets the prize for being a cowboy and Minnie, um, she gets the price for taking care of the horses. <laughs> and I was like, that's what? what women do. In her heels and skirt on the ranch. That's right. <laughs> and I'm like, I got to find a way. So anyway, if you guys have suggestions, and I, I have to say that Anna's good friend, well, and she's my friend too, Gretchen, she has sent Buddy some great books. Yes. They're usually by authors who are... Um, more independent and they have themes all across like all it it really touches on diversity it touches on um race relations there's all different kinds of books that he's gotten and there are a couple of them that he loves like especially rosa loves cars like is one of his he loves rosa loves cars yeah um and he'll he'll retell that story but anyway it was just something that came up this week when we started this reading program where i was like wait a second Mm-hmm. Some of these books that we normally would go through, I was like, hmm, maybe we'll put a pause on these. I think that even came up. I know last week we talked about the documentary I watched called This Changes Everything. Oh, yeah. That you watched, too. And um, I think that might have even come up in the documentary just about how like the messaging we get from a tiny, tiny age about the mm-hmm. roles and um, you know, oh, how, yes. how uh-huh. girls and boys are portrayed differently and how often like boy characters show up in film versus girl characters. I think one of the examples they use is like in Nemo, how uh, like, yep, they're fish, but most of them are boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, what I find remarkable too. So like Wonder Woman had a huge impact on girls and feeling empowered. She-Ra, princess of power. And there, yes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I used to squeeze Skeletor's head because <laughs> it made his eyes pop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh boy, she would, Shira would uh-huh. be proud. But Shiwa would be proud. Shiwa. Oh my gosh! But the thing I find is like, why does she have to be scantily clad in order to be? Come on, you know, empowered. Right? This is something that I noticed too. So I, right? I think also something that came up, and this happened a few years ago. I want to say. Um, but there, uh, there are women who were prominent scientists. And I remember watching, and I don't remember the documentary, but this was a long time ago. But I remember thinking, because the way they portrayed women scientists was kind of frumpy. Mm-hmm. And so if you were in Nerdy, science, you're yes. dorky. If yeah, you were ugly. in the science, like science mm-hmm. was not I shouldn't sexy. say ugly. I should say, yeah, not no, sexy. But it was like mm-hmm. science wasn't sexy. And I was like, that is not the case at all. Because like... I know, um, well, I don't know her, but I've met this woman who's like a brilliant neuroscientist and she's gorgeous. And I'm like, and again, not to say that the two have to go together, but I feel like it, it's always like, if you choose these types of mm-hmm. um, careers, you must look like this. And if you tr- choose these kind of, I don't know, it was, it was way too, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Paradoxical, maybe. I don't know. Well, I was just thinking that when TV was invented... Right? Like, who would watch it? It was all geared toward male audiences because the women would all be in the kitchen making dinner. Yeah. 
and I taking was like, care of the home. About yeah, and no, doing it's chores. True. No, I totally, I'm lying. I don't know. I'm sure there were plenty of women who were watching TV. They got the commercials about but they palm weren't, olive. Well, yeah, but they weren't the ones, right? Like and the new was cleaning product. It was created for a male audience. Yeah. TV was created for that. Anyway, I digress. Anyway, so if you all have like some good children's books, um, let me know. Or if you have some funny stories where you read a book and went, wait a second, this doesn't make sense anymore. Um, let me know. even shows like I used to love one of my favorite um, cartoons when I was little was Gummy Bears. And then I watched it in my Bouncing 20s here and there. And, and I was like, this is the dumbest show ever. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. When it. Disney Plus came out oh and they gosh. had the <laughs> they had all those old school cartoons. Yes. And I was like, oh, my God, these are so corny. Yeah. And I think this is a great segue, though, because um, that show, this changes everything mm. that we talked about. Yeah. Um, I when I watched it, I was like, Alexandra, I really feel like you should watch this show. Yeah. And, I had to negotiate with her. And she was like, OK, well, if I watch that show, which is a really great documentary featuring <laughs> a lot of really fun <laughs> actors that we know that are of female persuasion and directors and producers, I was like, this is a really great documentary in story. I think you'd get a lot out of. She was like, okay, if I watch that, though, you have to watch a show that I just watched. And I was like, what is that? And she goes, it's a show called The Single Wives. (laughs) (laughs) Not Sister Wives. It's not about Mormons. No. The Single Wives. Do you know what it is? I mean, for those of you who have seen it on Netflix, it's another show, as we mentioned last week. It's Australian. I've watched a lot of TV lately, and I'm I'm not ashamed of it at all because I've learned a lot in many ways. Um, the Single Wives is an, uh, about these four ladies who had been previously married who who are now um, on the prowl, and they're they're looking to date again. And they get help from this like world renowned dating apparently person yeah. named Matt Hussey. Yeah. So I call Al my Matt Hussey. And I was like, <laughs> anytime now I do something like Matt Hussey would be really proud. Um, and so I and I was like, wait, you want me to watch mm-hmm. this reality show? Where a guy comes in to tell women how to date. And uh-huh. I was like, hold on a sec, mm-hmm. because what I found really interesting about it was that all of his pointers were about women feeling empowered and in their worth and not living in fear of rejection. And I thought that was pretty phenomenal that he was trying to find ways. And really the idea was that often it comes down to the opportunity to meet people. What portals do you have for opportunities to meet people? So if it's speed dating, online dating, or doing meetups, I mean, there's one where they have all these guys just available for these girls. I was like, well, that doesn't really happen in real life. But, you know, if you're part of a show, then they can go get these guys to apply mm-hmm. to be. But it, I think a lot of times it's that opportunity to have that. But then also he kind of takes it to the next level of like what, you know, what is really emotionally happening? What baggage are you bringing? And I don't really like the word baggage. What maybe experience are you bringing that's mm-hmm. impacting the way you interact with people? And then and then really finding your worth to say like you deserve amazingness you deserve better than this and these guys aren't going to dictate that and it most they were all yes they were all hetero um relationship it was a hetero dating show yes and so first of all my reaction was like (laughs) i don't know if this is a fair trade i'm talking to you about this documentary (laughs) with all these really amazing women and then you want me to watch this reality show. Now, these women in the reality show are amazing women. Yes, they are. And I did watch it and I hung in there and I actually had a lot of great takeaways. 
Like what? Well, well, first, before I get to the takeaways, may I say there was this one scene where um, a woman, one of the women was burning her wedding dress from her second divorce. Um, and it made me chuckle because I was, it made me think about how um, after my divorce, which that's funny that we said it's 10 years that you've been here mm-hmm. because I'm coming up on 10 years yeah. of that divorce anniversary. Um, but after the divorce, I was like, I didn't know what to do with my wedding dress. And so I was like, well, do you just throw it away? Do you give it to someone? Like what what does it, do you give it to someone to play dress up with? And I'm like, there are just a lot of feelings around that. So what I did was it, it was in the wedding dress bag and I had moved a couple of times, um, post, divorce and that thing the wedding dress in the wedding bag just ended up in the trunk of my car for like three years i do remember that <laughs> just yeah. drove like, everywhere with her i was like i don't know what to do with it yeah. it's not yeah. like i was yeah. hanging on to it for sentimental reasons i was like i just don't know what to do with it it's a really pretty dress i didn't want to just throw it away i thought about just throwing it away but i was like i you know there are a lot of people i learned there are a lot of people who like take old wedding dresses and then make new things out of yeah, them can, and like, so i was like oh them, i could yeah. do that um i think i ended up dropping it off at goodwill so i donated it was it Goodwill or I thought there was like a, like one of those bridal shops that you did? It's possible. I don't, I don't, it was a long time ago now, so I don't really remember yeah. where it is I dropped it off, but I do remember like finally, like years, I guys, know. I had this do? thing in the trunk of my car. Why in the trunk of your car, Anna? I don't know. I didn't want it in my house. And I was like, I don't want to like keep that in storage. I don't know. It just, it just ended up in the back of my car in the trunk for years. And then I finally was like, I think I need to get rid of it now. I know. Yeah. It's hard to know. Yeah. What do you do with that? And I, I, don't, I don't really get into like the juju of all that stuff, but some people do. And like, do you, do you repurpose it? But I think honestly, I think it's amazing if other people can have a good opportunity or be able to wear a beautiful dress that they maybe wouldn't have been able to afford. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of cool. What other well, takeaways? And that, oh. I guess that's what I'm really hopeful is that someone got to take it and then do something, make some new happy memories with it. Um, what's, were some of my other takeaways? Well, <laughs> I guess, I guess I was like, um, it, it was encouraging. It was encouraging in that I was like, okay, fine. I should probably, if I am interested in seeking out a partner in the future, I can't just sit and wait for it to come to me. Mm. I actually have to take action and do stuff yeah. to move toward that. That's and fair. So, being that a lot of people say that online is the way to go and we have talked about how much I loathe it. I was like, I have to get myself into a headspace of, you know, positive energy, positive right frequency up so that mm-hmm. I can be open to possibility and, you know, the potential of whatever it may bring. Yeah. So um, I think it was. Yeah, after a, a few episodes, or maybe after I watched the show, I was like, all right, I'll get back on a dating site. And so I told Al, I was like, I think I need you to take a a picture of me so it looks like a <laughs> selfie, but isn't. And most of the selfies I take have been like outdoors with me doing stuff. So I'm always wearing sunglasses. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I need like just a picture of my face with that. I don't know. Yeah. I managed to put, I managed to do it by myself. I managed to put up awesome. my profile together, pick my pictures, and then put it out there. And And sometimes I think just even energetically, like just taking that step, even if you don't need someone, meet someone there. But I think just even taking that step could open up possibilities for you to meet someone somewhere else. You know, like it's just 
being willing to go through some of those steps and you're not forcing it. You're yeah. just trying to see what it brings, which is, yeah. which is different. Cause I think so often in dating, we kind of force it a little bit. Like we got to meet someone, we got to meet someone. Or, well, and then it's scary because I, I know people are worried about the rejection and that's definitely something like if I don't get swipes or people don't talk to me, I feel rejected. Like you, right. And it's so weird. Cause I just experienced this, like, um, I ended up matching with some people and then that's, I think we talked last week about how Alexandra had to help me with conversation starters and it took like an hour, you guys, it took like an hour to say hello to eight people for me. Like it, it just took a lot of energy and I wanted to make sure I was funny and inviting and all that jazz. And afterward I told Alan, like, I have to go home. I'm so tired from just saying yeah. hello to eight people. Um, and then like one person responded back. And so I was like, well, that sucks. Like you took the time to swipe on me and we matched. And so I reached out to you and you didn't reach out back. And that just seems like weird. Yeah. I don't know. Like why take the time to swipe if you're not going to engage in the conversation? I don't know. Maybe people change their mind. Maybe they thought like on a, originally. I don't know that it's even that. I think I think you're going way too detailed. But this is what we do. I know right? it is. This is it's exactly 100% what we do. What we do. But I think you're thinking way way too much about it. I don't even think that it's that. Like it's not that intentional that they're like, oh, we matched and now I'm not gonna. It it couldn't like because you even said you Matt Hussia said we think too much. We analyze it too much. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you said that you like match with a couple people and then you just. Like life happened and the next thing you know, like the time was up oh, and yeah. you didn't reach out to and those just, people. Mm-hmm. They could think the same thing. Like, yeah. I guess you didn't really want to. Or you're like, no, life just happened. Life like, just happened. I'm not thinking that much about you at this point in time. Right. Yeah. And it's so early on. But then I'm like, oh, great. Now I have to go back and swipe some more <laughs> and yeah. try and match with some more people. So I think yeah. like, I don't know, for someone like me, I'm like, God, that's this is it's exhausting. A it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not, not a, a sprint. That's the word. Yeah. Yeah. Alexandra was texting me some motivational things too. And I, I will. I'll keep at it. Well, and you don't have to. I think that's one of the things like you get to decide. Like, again, there's societal pressure about how this is going to go, but you get to decide how much time if you're like, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes to swipe, then awesome. Mm-hmm. Set a timer. You do 10 minutes and then you're done. Right. You don't look at if you match or whatever. That's a really long time to and, be swiping. on. And then or five minutes and then you're like, okay, and I, okay, so five minutes for swiping, 10 minutes for responding, period. But if you do start getting so, uh, again, if you get so wrapped into mm-hmm. saying the perfect thing, are, are they going to respond? Then I think, yeah, that makes it exhausting. And you're losing that yeah. kind of just that lightness of just, the I'm focus just trying is on to the wrong practice things. interacting. Yeah. I'm just hopefully so you don't say things like I've said that are inappropriate you know, post COVID, you know, <laughs> so that you just socially say things that are, are appropriate, you know? Yeah. yeah. So that's an adventure. That's a new adventure. And I, wow. I have to tell you that, uh, right. Alexander has been awesomely encouraging. And so then I watched this show and then while I'm getting myself back up mm. onto a dating site, she's like, Ooh, I have another show that I, I think you should watch. What now, show like was I that? Said, like I said, I, I've said this before that sometimes I watch things that are a little bit more serious and then I need something fluffy. So I started with the fluffy with this dating show. I was like, oh, I like Australian shows. Um, and then, of course, like doing my puzzling and I see the show pop up on it was Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we they really should sponsor us because we talk about them quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's called Clickbait. Clickbait. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a limited series. Mm-hmm. And so I started watching it. Fictional show. It is fictional. 
um because anna tends to do more of the the documentaries and and i've watched some of these i like the limited series like these like they're kind of mysteries and so sure enough um i won't go i don't want to spoiler alert this one but i will say that it is about a guy who ends up like he's married and has kids and he ends up um with all these dating profiles online and all these women that have been in a relationship with him and um but it turns out that they yep um well let me say this it turns out that some of the information that he was providing them was not accurate which is something that Anna and I were talking about with dating it, especially online with apps is how can you protect yourself from people get like you you can't control people to not give you inaccurate information but what can you do like what you know for me and this was obviously a while ago before Sean and I met that there were things where I didn't want to like message back and forth for very long because if it was a bot or if it was someone who, what are what are they called um trolls no the fish the catfish there you go mm-hmm. the catfish um, like if, if people are intentionally doing that, which I get that, it's funny. I get that on Voxer. There's one guy, um, who uses the same picture, but he sends me different messages every time. And I want to be like, you know, like the messages line up with the same <laughs> picture of the, like when he claims to be someone different every time. Weird. But anyway, like, how do you protect yourself from that? Um, so like basically what I was saying is that I, I didn't want to, I'd be like, okay, when can you meet up? And then the more people would kind of skirt around it, then I'd move on. Because I'd Mm -hmm. be like, you're either not who you say you are or you're not, you know. That's what happened to me over Christmas. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm definitely cautious about that. And I I think that's something that's definitely in the back of my mind. Because I'm on, like, I'm all out on this thing. Not all out. But I'm like, this is me and this is genuine. And I'm genuinely looking for, you know, someone to talk to or or I don't know, like whatever may come of it. Um, but I, I'm like, that would take so much energy to lie and then just start engaging with people, duping them. Like yeah. that just, it's so stupid to me. I agree. But people do it. People do. I mean, I wouldn't let people, I, I didn't let people come and pick me up at my home. Um, they could know like the area where I was, but they didn't get to know anything more than that. Like I tried to be vague initially until I was meeting someone face to face. Um, so anyway, so I watched this show <laughs> and then, and then Alexandra like, actually me. called me and I had about 20 minutes left of the last episode. And I, and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like watching clickbait. It's actually, it's really, I mean, if you're, if you're into mer- no, well, I, there's, lot of stuff if you're into mysteries we'll say mm-hmm. then it's definitely worth it yes so she's like okay i'll let you go so you can watch the last 20 minutes i'm like mm-hmm, okay thanks and so then we hung up the phone and then as soon as it was over i had to get ready to leave my house and i was going on to do something but i definitely made time to call her and say what in the <laughs> sam hell did you just make me watch now, I'm all about psychological thrillers. It's fun. I like suspenseful things. And as I have said before, I love watching shows about human behavior and tricksy whatever. But I was like, you just had me watch this show, which encouraged me to get on a dating site again. So I did. And then you had me watch this other show. And then what? What the what? And then I said, you're welcome. She did. <laughs> she did. She's like, yeah, what'd you think of it? And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> 
reason 4,768, why it's so hard for me to like get back on these things and start engaging with people. I, you know, honestly, I just look at it as, as the, the dating app and it's currently not something that's in the forefront for me, but before I, I used to look at it as opportunities for me to practice and also become more clear about what I did and did not want in someone. And so it was easy, you know, then I could kind of create a better idea of what I was looking for because I would often just be like, well, I'm kind of open. But then that openness would bring in other people or I'd be like, no, no, that's no, that's not. Here's the other thing I need to work through because this has also happened a couple of times. So after the other night when I like reached out to all these people and really tried to be witty and creative and spent some time being thoughtful instead of just saying, hey, what's up? How are you doing? Um, really put some thought into what I was saying um, and connecting to, I don't know, something about their profile or something that they had said. Um, and so that's another thing that kind of irks me and maybe I need to work through. But when I like take the time to write a thoughtful response back and the response back to me is, hey, good looking. I'm not even sure what to do with that. I, like, yeah, and you and I are very different on that. That doesn't, that doesn't like bother me at all, or like it never did. I'd be like, oh, hey, how's it going? But uh, you didn't even address the question or whatever it is that I had just that I just wrote to you. <sighs> I think that's like it's part of like the catalog little, thing. Yeah, we like got some ana- I just, analyzing going on over here. Po- very possibly. I mean, well, I think. Thanks first of all for I saying. I think there's I'm also some expectation, though, of what you want as a response. Like, if you're spending time, you want someone else to spend time. If yeah, you're, yeah. It's a it be just thoughtful about it. Just but that's also out. part of like maybe right. Like, what would Matt Hussey say? Move on. Yeah, because that's not your person. I love it. What would Matt Hussey say? He doesn't even know that we're talking. No, about but this. now I am because of this show that I know about because I asked Al to watch this other documentary. <laughs> you're welcome yeah (laughs) it all comes down to netflix people that's right so sponsors yeah anyway i mean it 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 is it's and i think it's also an interesting social experiment because this is something that's so prevalent right now and there are so many i didn't even realize how many apps there are out there now and and we have talked about that there there are some studies that are showing that there's um an increase in certain crimes with these apps but i think like anything you just have to be mindful and smart about how you do it like anna and i i mean we joke that i would go on a first date with her and like sit in another booth somewhere um but at least like like i would always let someone know like let someone know where you're going and yeah safety first someplace that's public and you know like um i was never one to google and really look up other people but i think there are just ways that you can um you know, just be safer and smarter about it. And that's not to say that the people who have stuff happen to them are not being that way. You just have to be really diligent, but also figure out like what, what are, what is the purpose of what you're using this for? Right. No, for real. What is the purpose? that you're? Using? Oh, well, um, <laughs> you don't even know what happens well now i never make her speechless no well and now i'm on air like proclaiming to the public masses <laughs> no, no, and people don't i don't even to. know like you don't have to you my have if to. you look at my profile it says looking for relationships so yeah. i guess that's it I'm looking yeah. for a relationship i'm not yeah. looking for like hookups here and there or something casual no yeah i'm yeah i didn't mean for you to have to like air out exactly what you wanted <laughs> just what answer were you looking for because i'm like uh 
I, um, made, I made her speechless. <laughs> I might be turning red right now too. That's I don't know. Hilarious. I got to go into jokes now because yeah. now I'm uncomfortable. Yeah, it's that time. Uh, Sean T. Wyman, this one's for you. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good awkward segue. When you're welcome. in doubt, move to humor. When you're uncomfortable, yeah, Anna oh, I will like say, chuckled throughout mm-hmm. this whole thing, and I'm like, what's happening right now? And she'll be like laughing. She's like, I don't know. And then she just keeps laughing. <laughs> There's this um, one of the women on the Single Wives, and she like what she gets pointed out on is that she laughs all the time at even at unfunny things and i found myself in a situation the other day where even yesterday um where someone is saying stuff and i like laugh and i'm like why did i just laugh that totally wasn't funny but it's because i'm uncomfortable yeah or like i feel like that's what they want to hear from me i don't know it's Mm -hmm. weird so i'm gonna definitely overanalyze that one to be continued anywho um because it's september and we are moving into fall. Mind you, people, it's still summer until it's not. Okay. okay. Um, but we're moving into fall in this we're September evening. We're articulate here. Mm-hmm. Um, here is your joke of the week. What is a scarecrow's favorite type of fruit? I don't know what. Strawberries. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was like, pumpkin? You guys, I made them sense. both giggle. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Our affirmator today is divine timing. Everything is timing and timing is everything. Gladly, I release my concern over timing and let things happen when and as they will. I trust that the divine schedule makers know what they're doing. It can take a long time to reach divine middle management. Very true. You guys have an awesome week. Thanks so much for tuning in. Leave us a five-star review. Share us. Sharing is caring. Um, Like us. And we're available if you have any feedback. Yeah, so fun to hang out with you this week. Hope you have a great one and we'll talk to you soon. All right, bye. Bye. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundal from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network. I'm Matt Kundal, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent, almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com.